Live from State Street in the heart of Chicago, you are listening to the new home of the Chicago Bears. Chicago Bears. ESPN Chicago. And this is Carmen and Yurko. Live from the old National Bank Studio. WMVP WSHE HD2 Chicago. A good Karma Brands radio station. You know, it's a pretty glorious time, Yurko. Remember in Goodfellas, it was a glorious time. I do. <laughs> I do. I mean, this is just the beginning. It was before Appalachia. Remember in Good? Yeah, it is just the beginning. The Big East tournament is on. Big Ten tournament starts tonight. St. Mary's Gonzaga last night. Although that didn't turn out to be much it, of a game. Yeah, I had it on for game. a while. Gonzaga, not, just, not a great game, but Gonzaga just got it done. Flexing its muscle. They're up by but, but boy. They, were doubled, they doubled them up for an extended period of time. They, there. Oh, Yurka was like twenty. But St. Mary's is in though, right? Like you guys, are, I believe so. Saint yeah, Mary's Gonzaga and St. Mary's both going to come out of that uh, conference. But there, there was a bubble burst, uh, wasn't there? With Cleveland State lost. Did I see that? I thought I caught Cleveland the tail end of that Northern game. Northern Kentucky, right? So that but means... that was a three and a four right there, Carm. Does Northern Kentucky get in then? No, I mean a three and a four. Who won the conference? Whoever wins that is the one. But that was the three and a four seed in there. In, in their in their conference. Oh, oh, you're saying that wasn't the conference it championship. Was, right, it won the conference champion from My the whatchamacallit. I yeah. got you. I thought, I, for some reason, yeah. when I see the smaller conferences, I thought right. it was maybe a but championship But it was a three game. and a four, so somebody gotcha. had to be the one seed. I don't know who the one seed was in that conference. I got you. Okay. If you looked, right next to Northern Kentucky, they had the four, and the Cleveland State had yeah. the three. That was on the second TV. I wasn't paying too close attention. Yeah, I, I, I just mean, I was it. watching. Yeah, I was watching, just like that, with one eye open. It, it, it felt to me like Northern Kentucky was trying to find a way to lose it. It's Number not. 12 on their team. I didn't know the individual player and the sound wasn't on. I go, how many consecutive turnovers do you think you might want to have, young man? I go, are you trying to sabotage your own squad out here? I tell you, you're Get the ball out of your hand. It is uh, a fun time of year, even if you're not like a diehard college basketball fan. You know what else? You didn't even mention it. I mean, we got caught up in the college basketball. What's happening down in Ponte Vedra, Florida, kid? Well, you got uh, the Players' Championship this week. Yes, you do. That tees it up uh, tomorrow. Yes, you do. And who's played that course 15 times? Yurko. Right here. You know it well. Johnny Handsome. Even with all the changes that they have made out there, the good kid still knows that and is very familiar with the St. Augustine grass that they have down there. What is that? The, the, that's the, the kind rough. of grass, St. Augustine? Rough. We call it crabgrass up here. Is that right? They name the grass after a saint and becomes good. front lawns at most good, of the good. most of the homes down Doesn't there. Doesn't sound as awful. It's a I mean, hardy grass, Carm. Tough to kill. I, I heard uh, as a kid growing up, you know, you crabgrass, uh, yeah. you know, your dad gets out there with the chemicals and... Uh, Okay, if it seeps into the ground, don't worry about it. Let's kill that crabgrass. Okay, I, I go. Yeah, I went down to Florida in Jacksonville. All right, I, I'm at the Jacksonville Golf and Country Club. My front lawn was crabgrass. No kidding. But they go, oh no, that's St. Augustine. That's a hardy blend. Can really handle the heat. Does it stay in bloom all year? Does it grow? It's all green year? all year. It's, it's green, green all, all year. year. It never is not green. Wow. The Bermuda's the, the stuff that goes dormant and turns brown. Even in the warm weather, the Bermuda goes. No, Bermuda. Uh, uh, yeah, even down even in, south. That's what I'm even in the warm weather, dormant. goes dormant. Yes. That's it. Yeah. I like seeing green grass here. I, I, I do too. Well, you get green crabgrass. Uh, can't I, lay in it. You know how your grass here, the Kentucky bluegrass? You go out, you can lay in your own grass, and you can frolic with the children's. Yeah. Yeah, you ain't doing that down no. in Florida. No, man. Those blades are sharp. They'll cut you. <laughs> They'll cut you. That crabgrass cut you. So you got a little lesson on, uh, as oh. always with Yurko, uh, horticulture, agronomy. Right. Oh. I mean, it's a beautiful thing. Well, so they had golf tournaments down there. Obviously, yeah. the 17th holes at the Majestic Hole down there. This is some weekend, dude. Got it on. And the first time I ever played that hole, got it on, parred the hole, have never been on in regulation ever since. Come on, really? I have put the ball. I've hit it and gone over. I've hit the bulkhead up in front. 
Um, I've hit the right side and it, it's gone into the water because I play a natural left to right shot. I've put it on the on the walkway. Wow. I've made it onto the walkway, well, which is that's not safe, right? That's not putting it on the green, though, Carm. Okay, but it's safe. It's not a on penalty. On the walkway, it's there. Not good. What, what distance do the, the, the average time, players it's, play it from? They play it the same. I mean, they can't back it up any further. They than don't? The okay, I didn't know that. It's a 130-yard shot. That's what it is? 135 maximum. Wow. 135, 130 yards. That's what you play it at. But it's a tough shot when you're and looking drop, at all that and water. the drop shot is an 80-yard shot. <laughs> if you hit the drink, you go to the drop area. <laughs> That's brutal. It's an 80-yard shot. That's like the worst shot in I, golf, I, too. I can't hit Neither an 80-yard shot. What the hell am I going to do? I'll tell you. At this point, I'd Three rather be... Three-quarter wedge for me? I'd, no good. I'd rather be 125 out yeah. than 75 out. Yeah. I can't hit the ball 70... I can't do it. I don't, I don't know what's happened. I, don't, I, I can't hit the ball 75 yards. I saw a guy wouldn't leave, put eight in. Wow. He wouldn't leave. They put it on. He put eight in. He didn't care about his score at that point. Little tin cup action. Now it's just about getting the ball on the green. So we got a lot going on here. It's a. It really is a fun time of oh. year. I mean, this weekend, next weekend, especially. It's glorious. Um, so much college basketball to watch. We've got all this NFL news, and Courtney Cronin's going to join us in about thirty minutes. Just a little post-combine recap, and now that we know who's been tagged and who hasn't been tagged. During the tease, you chat my ass about this whole collusion thing. Um, You did. You chat my ass. I have a problem with that. You have a problem with the accusations of collusion? I I do have a problem with the accusations of collusion because I think they're silly. And I think if you look up collusion, you'll find out that this doesn't, doesn't qualify. Doesn't, it's not even remotely qualified. It's people that don't know what they're talking about throwing the word collusion out there for no apparent reason. You were always the big, the baseball owners are colluding against the, well, the players. But, but that's true. Well, it, how is that true and this isn't? Okay, if, if they go into free agency and nobody signs for two months, what do you think is happening then? They go, into proof, NFL, I'm guessing go, they go to NFL free agency and in the legal tampering period, nobody's being tampered with. The 15th come, nobody's being signed, and nobody gets signed for two and a half months. Be collusion. What am I thinking? Collusion. Now you've got them all acting as one for a specific purpose. In this situation, the team he's with has offered him a contract. Yes, they have. Multiple. And their remedy, if he doesn't accept the contract Multiple. that they can't negotiate with, is to put a franchise designation on him, which they have done. Mm-hmm. They put a franchise designation. You don't want $40 million a year or $44 million a year. Fine. What we're going to do is put the designation on you. You're going to be with us. If somebody else wants to give you a contract, we'll look at it. Right? They still have a right to match. Yes, they do. They got a right to match that. I w- okay. I would think they're going to. Put something together. Now Lamar Jackson's going to have to go talk to a bunch of different people. Is it a little odd, though, that teams like the Panthers? David Tepper apparently has told the people in his organization. David Tepper's the billionaire owner of the probably the second richest owner after the Waltons, I would guess. And what has he said? He has told people in his organization, I want a quarterback and I want him now. Right. Is it odd that like eight minutes after the news yesterday, the Carolina Panthers are leaking in the media? We're, nope, we're not interested. We're not interested. Or that Washington? Like, why would Washington? We're not interested in a veteran quarterback that's going to cost $44 million. What they're interested in, though, is a young quarterback mm. that they can develop with their new coaching staff. How about Washington, who's got a pretty damn good team and with Lamar Jackson could easily compete? Oh, they could just take a look and point to the Indianapolis Colts and say, well, look what the Colts have done the last three years. Has it worked for them? But how is that like Lamar Jackson? Lamar Jackson. Veteran quarterbacks. Veteran quarterbacks that have come over. 25, isn't he? 26. 26. You're going to make him younger. 26? He's 26, but you can make him younger. You give, let's make him 23. Uh, well, you I know mean, what whatever, whatever flights you're fancy. All right? But he's 26. Yeah, he's 26. 
but they could point to it. Are you suggesting it. Lamar Jackson isn't one of the elite great uh, quarterbacks in the league? What, I mean, like, why what at I'm, 26? What, what, what I'm suggesting to you is that he was given a $250 million offer and he no, should no, have been no, negotiating no, off by, of that. How could That's wa- my suggestion to you. How could Washington look at Indy's situation and draw any parallels to Lamar Jackson? They were signing a 40-year-old <laughs> Philip Rivers... And veteran uh, quarterbacks. That's how. Veteran quarterbacks. Veteran you're, you're, quarterbacks. You're, you're Carson Wentz is Lamar Jackson. Veteran quarterbacks. Come on, you're. Carson Wentz was or was not second place in voting Come for on. NFL MVP. Was he Ma- or Ma- was he Ma- not? Uh, I asked a simple question. Matt Ryan is Lamar Jackson at this Carson point? Carson Wentz. Was he or was he not second in he the was voting? Second. He okay. was. Okay. Come on. But we can point you're out being all types silly. of facts. You're being no, silly. I'm not Come saying on. that Carson Wentz is better than Lamar Jackson. I'm not. I'm just saying you're talking about veteran quarterbacks. Lamar Jackson is a veteran, veteran quarterback. quarterback. Matt Ryan's 37. I mean, come on. What are we talking about he, here? He's a veteran that, quarterback. That, that, that's silly. He's a veteran quarterback. Oh, that's semantics. That's all I'm talking. You know Do you remember the NFL players, uh, the quarterbacks got together and they made the quarterback club? Ooh. And one of the night. Oh, you don't remember this. This is in the mid, uh, mid to late 80s. The quarterback club. Uh, when they filed the lawsuit. Reggie White, Freeman McNeil, and all those guys filed for free agency. Free remember agency? when Plan B free agency came in? Yes, that they I do remember. B free, and what was the NFL's response to the players? They gathered up all the quarterbacks, Boomer and Dan Marino, all, uh, John Elway. Jerry Rice was one of those guys that was benefiting from this. Joe Montana. They put all the quarterbacks together and said, you know what we're going to do? We're going to reach a marketing agreement with you guys, and we're going to mm. pay you guys extra money. Mm. And you're the ones that are going to make everything. And so what they do is the NFL went in the business of conquer and divide, right? Divide and conquer. Divide and conquer. Divide the players, yeah. and then we end up conquering the players. Yeah. And it was their hope that they were going to quiet them down after that 87 strike. Mm. So that's what they did. Do you think anybody cares about Lamar Jackson that's an NFL player in the league? Uh I see what you're saying. Do you think the rank and file? Do you think anybody's from the 15th player down to the 53rd player gives a rat's ass on whether Lamar Jackson gets a guaranteed contract or not? Um, No, they don't. I think they care about what they're going to get. Exactly. Yeah, and they'll never get NFL players are selfish in nature. I'd agree with that. NFL players worry about what they can get in the 10 years that they're going to be in the league. They worry about maximizing their own value. They're not worrying about maximizing somebody else's value. The dumbest thing I heard today, out of many dumb things that get said on his show, from 10 to noon here on ESPN Radio 1000, it would be so easy for Joe Burrow and for this quarterback and for this quarterback and Herbert to get together and the, all of them can just say, no, it's not going to happen. Right. Right. That's what's going to happen because none of them care about each other. They care about themselves. And the sooner you get that through your thin skull, thin the better skull. off it's going to be. That way we know exactly who I'm talking about. I would about. think the top 10% might care, but the rank and file, by and large, do not because they won't ever be in a position to have the same luxury afforded to them. I would think it would help the position of a guy like Burrow and those guys. Like For them, it'd be good. Because they could all start lining up and say, hey, Deshaun Watson, Lamar Jackson, my turn. I'm getting a fully guaranteed contract. But that's like, you're talking about 5% or 10% of the players, right? Now, what you're only talking about is your quarterbacks. 
I guess, mostly. And at only the end your of the day. elite quarterbacks. That's all you're talking That's about. You're right. So you're talking about like 5% So of do the you players. think the 1,800 players that will no. ever sniff any guarantees in any contract no. give a rat's ass about whether Lamar Jackson is going to get a, uh, a thing or not, or a guaranteed contract or not? Do you think they care? No, I think they. I think publicly they say they care, but yeah. they and it's easy to go yeah. ahead and put that on your social media platforms yeah. and things like that. Yeah. But deep down, how yeah. it impacts them hey, is probably how, how about we all negligible. sit out? How about we all sit out a year so Lamar Jackson? Yeah, that's get not happening. Is that going to happen? No. You think they're going to sacrifice their own money? No. Has nobody learned from the history of the NFL? That's not happening. How many guys crossed the picket line? Oh, I'll give you all the names. There's the names are available <laughs> for you. <laughs> every guy, happening. every guy that crossed the picket line. Yeah, they're out there. You think any of these brave soldiers are going to sit there and they're going to fight for the millionaire quarterback who turned down a $250 million contract? You think the rank and file? No. You, you think the rookie free agent that barely made the team is willing to lay himself on the line so Lamar Jackson can get a, a guaranteed contract? No. no. But, I, but I agree with no. all that. I agree with all that. I, I still don't know why teams like Carolina and Washington would be so quick to dismiss the idea well, of being interested in e- Lamar Jackson. Easy. Because you'd rather have an inexpensive quarterback than an expensive quarterback. At some point, though, when you're always oh, looking okay. for one, when New York Jets say... have a choice between Aaron Rodgers and Lamar Jackson, who do you think they should go get? They got a choice. That's a great question. They got a choice. Aaron Rodgers, Lamar Jackson. It doesn't seem like who they want they anybody get? but Aaron Rodgers. Okay. But why are they doing that? I don't know. For You'd a have 39 to ask year old quarterback. You're going to talk about them. Lamar at 26. Do I think it doesn't make sense? No. I think it makes sense for Aaron Rodgers to be with the Green Bay Packers, mm-hmm. period. I think we're going to lose out on that one, York. He's gone, which is good for us. We're happy about that, but we predicted he'd stay in Green Bay. I don't know. It looks like uh, we had Wilde hey, on yesterday. Hey, he made it sound like I that heard, ship is sailing, hey, York. I, I heard Aaron, Aaron Rodgers, uh, if he goes to New York Jets, and you take a look, I, looked, I saw a list of the starting quarterbacks in the NFC. Oh, please. I After Jalen Hurts. And Dak Prescott. And maybe Matt Stafford. Maybe Goff. It, it's not a who's who. It's unimpressive. It is wide open. And then when you look at that AFC, you're like, whoa, gauntlet. It yeah. is. All right, we could take some calls. Um, Schefter was on Get Up this morning. Adam Schefter and had uh, some things to say about this idea of, like, you know, collusion and not really existing, like Yurko said. And he had some other ideas as to why the market could be a little bit slow right now for Lamar Jackson. With nothing nefarious behind it other than normal NFL precedent. I'll play that exchange so you could hear it coming up next. It was about three minutes where Schefter kind of went into some of the the details and the nitty gritty on it. If you want to join us, 312-332-3776, talk NFL, Lamar Jackson. Uh, if you're surprised that there's been little movement or if it's just, hey, it hasn't even been 24 hours, let's give it some time to breathe and come next Wednesday when he can start going to other teams, we could see a bunch of NFL teams that are quarterback hungry, uh, hungry lining up for Lamar. So uh, ring us up. We'll talk about all that. Courtney Cronin on the Bears in about 20 minutes. We'll be right back. Chicago's home for sports on Instagram at ESPN underscore Chicago. Carmen and Yurko are back. This is ESPN Chicago, Chicago's home for sports. It's Carmen and Yurko. Everyone's having a nice day. Happy Wednesday. Old National Bank State Street Studios. That's where you find us. And you can watch the show on Twitch, twitch.tv. Download the app. Search ESPN 1000 Chicago. Here's Adam Schefter this morning uh, around a little after 8 o'clock here. This is from Get Up. 
explaining the latest and what's going on with Lamar Jackson. Take a listen. Essentially, the Baltimore Ravens and Lamar Jackson have spent the better part of two years trying to get a contract done. And by my sense, don't appear to be close to getting an agreement. So the Baltimore Ravens basically said, go out and see what the market will pay you. Let the market mediate our little disagreement here because we'd like you back and we've made you multiple offers, but you're not taking any of the offers and you're proposing a different kind of deal. He's wanted a fully guaranteed contract all along. And so last year, as I said, we saw Deshaun Watson go to the open market and there were four teams that essentially would have done almost anything to land his services. The Cleveland Browns, the New Orleans Saints, the Atlanta Falcons, the Carolina Panthers. Well, Cleveland got Deshaun Watson. New Orleans got Derek Carr this week. Atlanta, Diana Rossini reported, is not going to make a push or a run at Lamar Jackson. And the Charlotte Observer said that the Carolina Panthers aren't going to make a push. So what other team is out there? It does seem like all of a sudden there are teams saying we're not going to make a push. I know people say collusion. I just think this is just reporters asking high-placed executives on certain teams for their answers. It defies logic that a quarterback as talented as Lamar Jackson wouldn't generate more interest. I'll leave that to everybody else to figure out their own theories because it is a quarterback league and we've got an elite quarterback available on the market, but it doesn't seem right now like there are going to be many suitors for his services. Now, again, all it takes is just one. I think part of it is the fact that teams know that they feel like that they would just be drawing the offer sheet for the Baltimore Ravens. So if any one of these teams steps forward and says, let's give Lamar Jackson, you make it up, a four-year, $200 million contract, fully guaranteed. Well, Baltimore could have the chance to write it. And there have been many free agents in the past that have been given a tag like this or a restricted free agent where there's an offer sheet where other teams have balked at signing that player to an offer sheet because they don't want to do the work for another team. This is not a Lamar Jackson new phenomena. Herm's been around the league for a long time and can tell you that this has happened. There have been many free agents that other teams have shied away from because they had to sign them to an offer sheet. Okay, that's a part of this, too. So we can come up with collusion. We come up with quarterbacks. Basically, the Ravens said, let the market show what you're worth. You you say you're worth all this money, fully guaranteed. If somebody's willing to pay you, then you'll have that and we'll have the chance to match it. And if we don't want to match it, we can take two first-round draft picks. In my mind, this is a very simple solution to help try to solve a problem that two sides have gone back and forth with for two years without reaching any agreement. Schefter would go on to say, like, this just happened, too. Let's let it play out a little bit because maybe we will see some sort of frenzy develop a week from today. In your experiences, would you agree with Adam that teams often shy away because they don't just want to write the contract for other teams, Yerk, and that's why it might be a little bit slower? Well, remember when Hutchinson left on the... Steve Hutchinson? Yeah, on the transition. They gave Walter Jones the franchise. They gave him the transition. And when Minnesota wrote the contract, they had a poison pill in there. Right. Remember that poison pill was something yeah. that Minnesota could do, but the other team couldn't do. Right. So if you're going to write that contract and you really want Lamar Jackson, you could put a poison pill in there that would be almost impossible for the Baltimore Ravens to go ahead and match that. But that's the type of thing you'd have to do. Because if you just draw up a regular... If you just draw up a four-year, $200 million guarantee contract, 
Guess what? Okay. Baltimore, okay. Baltimore right. said, fine. Right. We're going to do that. Not so you a think there's some truth to that? Not okay. an issue. Yeah. Yes. Yes. Oh, so, yeah, of and course. Teams are a little hesitant. I, right. The other part, and it's just still, I, okay, maybe it's not collusion, but I do go, hmm, is when you hear Adam Schefter say there were four teams last year that would have done almost anything. Right. The Browns, who ended up getting Deshaun Watson, the Saints, they got their man a year later, and he lists the Falcons and the Panthers. Those teams are no closer to having a franchise quarterback today than they were a year ago. Deshaun, uh, um, excuse me, Lamar Jackson is a year and a half younger than Deshaun Watson, and he doesn't have upwards of 100 allegations against him of inappropriate behavior. I would say if there was collusion, there wouldn't he would not have received the contract offer from anyone. I just That's what like, I believe collusion is. Okay, all right. If he doesn't receive Do, a contract okay. offer from anyone, now I believe they're colluding together. Okay. Do you find it at least a little odd that Atlanta and Carolina a year ago were so willing to do almost anything to get to Sean Watson, but a year later won't do the same to get a, a player who has won an MVP award, is younger, and again, has not been accused of sexual assault? Did Carolina change coaching staffs? They did. So they might have a different uh, preference of All what right, they plan fair. on doing. Atlanta has Atlanta not. has not. No. So ask yourself what Atlanta wants to do and what they don't want to do. I mean, do they not want to give up because they're they're picking in the top ten this year? Could be. Could be because they think that the, the equity they're going to get there and the inexpensiveness of it all for four or five years on whoever they end up getting uh, is uh, where there's some real value. Uh, they drafted Kyle Pitts, and we all know Kyle Pitts is phenomenal, but nobody yeah, knows how phenomenal right. he is. Good point. Because they haven't been able to get anything out of him. Especially this would year. Would Lamar Jackson be able to get a lot out of Kyle Pitts? Yes. I think he would be. Look at Mark Andrews. I think he would be. But, but... But yeah. now you're up and then $15 million against the cap, guaranteed money. There's no way to flex any of that out. There's no way to make that first-year cap number be a whole lot less. Because once you start guaranteeing money, and that's also in the, in the uh, C, uh, CBA when you're talking about negotiating contracts, when you guarantee, make four years like that guaranteed over the life of the contract, it's guaranteed over the life of the contract. Right. The reason why uh, the million dollars was to protect him, right, but if you look at the average length of the deal, it's not $54 million a year. It's 54 times 4, which is 220, plus the million, plus the 221, million. right? Or whatever that deal, you, deal was for how many, you know, signing, but whatever it was, divided by five years. Right. So it's a $40 million so deal at the right. end of the day. You know, $44 yeah, it's million dollar deal. Million it's not the $54 year, million right. because what they did that first year. But now that they guaranteed that money, mm-hmm. they don't get the benefit of the doubt. Now that 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 fifty four is going to pound for Cleveland, Cleveland you mean. it's going to pound that, Cleveland. Yeah, yeah. And when you guarantee money like that, there's no relief from that for you know getting cap relief by being able to finagle a deal with a heavy signing bonus where you can mm. amortize over the life of the contract, mm. where you can spread that out. You can't do that with a guaranteed contract. Yeah, that's a good point. That's a good point. Each year you... is equal, yeah. and it's every single year as you move on. Uh, what do you think about the possibility that some teams might not have the kind of cash requisite to put into escrow for that guarantee? We saw the problem. We saw the problem that you had uh, with the Raiders. With Khalil Mack, right? And Khalil Mack. You or... saw that that reared its ugly head over there. And cash flow is cash flow. The value of your place could be $4.5 million. That's, that's the key. Four and a half billion dollars. Okay, that's all just in the value of your club. That's a key. That doesn't mean that's what you have with cash on hand. Right. Cash flow 
is different than what your franchise is worth. What? Cash flow is what comes in through the doors every single day. Yeah, that, for people that don't remember that, the, the reason Colomac even became available for the Bears, a, a big part of it seemed to be that Mark Davis at the time did not have, as Yurko said, the requisite cash. Lack of liquidity, To put into the it. escrow account. He didn't have liquid assets. Yeah. He didn't have well, cash. Well, what's the rule on that, York? Do they have to put, like, a percentage of the guarantee, or all the guaranteed money has to go in escrow to protect the player it, it, just in case? Is I, that I, what has to happen? I don't know the exact rule, but I felt like it was. It had to all go in escrow. It has to all go in escrow. Yeah. Okay. All right. And, yeah, so, and I, that was a big deal when the, the Bears were able to swoop in and get Khalil Mack. And maybe some of that's going on here now again, especially if someone is willing to step up and pay that much. You think these owners are very, very rich and wealthy and they've got cash on hand. But Yurko's right. Your valuation could be one thing. What's your cash on hand is is something quite different oftentimes. And I, I think that was the case with the Raiders. Eddie's on the north side. What's up, Eddie? Hey, boys. How you doing? Good. It, it, it's not only that. It's these other teams... If you take Lamar Jackson, you are changing your entire offense. And let's look at it this way. York and Carm, top wide receivers, what do you think they're going to say is if Lamar Jackson comes to the team, well, there goes my career. He doesn't like passing the ball. He just likes running it. I'm looking for my next contract. I don't want this guy to come in my team. He's not even going to throw me the ball. I don't you know you that see that's what I'm true. saying? It's like a complete change of your entire offense that you're going through. It's probably not even the right coordinator you don't have. It's that also, which I think was Lamar Jackson. And he's been injured so much. Well, well I think he's not, missed I, 10 games in the last two seasons. Yeah. Look, there's no doubt he's yeah. a great quarterback. I don't know. I think Mark Andrews likes top, getting the ball from You said he's a top Lamar five, Jackson. top seven quarterback, and, and there's no yeah. denying that. There's no denying yeah. it. Yeah. He is. I think you're right. But you said, Top what seven. if he went to San Francisco? San Francisco would automatically that's do this and automatically said. do that. I didn't say that. Okay, that's what uh, Danny Zetterman, our, our esteemed program director, said. Uh, our marketing director, or whatever. Content fancy. director. Content director. He's got a fancy title. <laughs> marketing. Can't Close. always remember it. Close. I can't always remember it. Content director. For that, I apologize. Yes, content director. He goes, well, what if he went to San Francisco? I go, yeah, with all those weapons they have. I go, hold on now, though. I go, what does he need? He's like one of those basketball players that needs the ball to be able to be effective. He needs the football to be able to do the things that Lamar Jackson does. Okay, And if you want Lamar Jackson to be Lamar Jackson, you want to put him in a similar offense where he can find a way to be effective, he's going to need that football sometimes for himself. And would that take away? It, it would take away, and everybody would have to be willing to sacrifice a little bit. And maybe Lamar would have to be able to sacrifice. Also, we went in there with a very talented system like that. Mm -hmm. But as long as all parties are willing to sacrifice to make sure that the offense is running hot, I don't think that's that big of a deal. Right. But there's got to be a recognition of that fact. Yeah, I think that that you'd you'd somehow bring together the talent uh, to make it work. But I see what you're saying, that there'd have to be a recognition that the offense might operate a little bit differently. Coming up next, Courtney Cronin will join us, uh, recapping the combine, talking Bears with us. Uh, Ryan Poles out there pretty much telling the world, hey, we're open for business and we're getting calls and we're generating interest. You want it? Come get it. We'll talk to Courtney about all that. And if she thinks it could happen sooner rather than later, it's Carmen and Yurko. We'll be right back. Chicago's home for sports on Twitch at ESPN 1000 Chicago. Carmen and Yurko are back. This is Chicago's home for sports. ESPN Chicago.
Spring trading was fun yesterday. We'll do it again next Tuesday. All the shows will be mixed up. We're back together. It's Carmen and Yurk, and it's time to get out to the Car X Tire and Auto Hotline. Rattle, rattle, thunder clatter. Boom, boom, boom. Boom, boom. Don't boom. worry. Call the Car X man. That's right. Go. I love it. Courtney Cronin is there. She joins us now on ESPN 1000, ESPN Chicago app. Can watch and listen on Twitch. Courtney, how was the combine? It was good. It was a week's worth of no sleep, a lot of shrimp cocktail, and <laughs> sifting through all of the rumors that uh, surface in Indianapolis and trying to figure out what's fact, what's fiction. Yeah. And it's interesting to see how it's all playing out now, just with you know everything with Daniel Jones yesterday, Lamar Jackson. It's kind of how I thought after leaving Indianapolis and hearing what we heard you know, the last couple of days. That's exactly how I thought it was going to play out. Fact versus fiction uh, is a great way to put it, and it's the hardest thing to that you guys and that we all have to try to figure out you know, what's real and what's not. How much are you buying Ryan Poles telling everybody, uh, being very transparent, pretty much going anywhere and everywhere saying, oh, yeah, we're open for business, and you wouldn't believe the calls we're getting. We could get uh, three threes, or we can get three ones for this thing right now. What do you make of all that? I think he's trying to drive up the price. I think it's a negotiating tactic. Will it work? I'm not so sure. But you typically don't tell the public your plans for how you're going to do something that that just that usually isn't how it happens. So I think a lot of it's more fodder than actual, like, you know, this is what's happening. These are the calls that we're getting. Oh, I really can get a 2025 first. I mean, if they can get that, that's fantastic. But I think he's trying to lay all options on the table. Like when he told us last week, he thinks that there is a chance they could trade the pick before the start of free agency. And the benefit to doing that would be maybe getting a player back in the mix like I think that's 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 the ideal situation for Ryan Poles, but I also know that he's not going to like show his hand earlier than he needs to because that would end up driving the price down. And frankly, I think you could get more for that number one overall pick after free agency and after the dust settles from the quarterback carousel. But we'll see how how soon they're able to move it. But I think the one thing we know is that they're very they're aggressive in trying to do it. It's not a pick that they're secretly like hoping that they can hold on to because the more they can garner in draft capital, potentially in players uh, in the mix for trades too, to, to build this roster, the better it's going to be for what they want to do as far as, you know, bringing players in and building this thing. Cause they've got a lot of work to do. Like that's the, the biggest non-secret with this team. And I thought Matt Eberflus kind of put it perfectly last week when we talked to him on, on Tuesday and said that they're kind of in the exact same spot they were in last year where there is a ton of work to do and it's another roster overhaul. Legal tampering window opens early next week. So where are they setting their sights? If you could uh, make your best, most educated guess. You know, I think the Orlando Brown uh, speculation out there is, is reasonable because it would be an upgrade on the offensive line, the Kansas city connection, is one that makes a ton of sense. So I think kicking the tires on him and seeing what you'd be able to, how you'd be able to pull off and move there would be a big one. And then I still don't rule out the three technique position because those guys don't become available all that often in free agency. So what about Vernon Hargrave? What about some of the other like disruptive interior guys? I mean, it's a small list, but you know, if the Jalen Carter stuff ends up becoming, you know, if there's more information that the Bears learn or have learned in the last couple of days, then maybe they're thinking this is a position we want to address in free agency and use that draft pick, whether it's at number one or whether they can move back on something else. But 
I I think by the time, what are we at? Today's Wednesday, so this is a week from right now is when the actual free agency period starts. I would imagine they're going to have two or three big moves by the start of the new league year Mm. next week because typically those contracts get done, or at least agreements take place very early on in the week when that legal tampering window does open. I mean, you can remember last year, they agreed to de- terms. I mean, it never panned out, but they agreed to yep. terms with Larry Ogunjobi on that Monday. Yep. And that was going to be their $40 million big fish free agent. I would anticipate Monday could be a pretty big day for this team because you try to get like, you know, you try to get in the mix in these free agents early so other teams won't be able to. Yeah, I would think so. Courtney Cronin joining us, talking Bears, Kerman and Yurko on ESPN 1000 and the ESPN Chicago app. Speaking of Jalen Carter, what did you hear? What could you gather from being in Indy last week? Uh, in, in terms of how teams handled that I've seen him move down on a mock draft into like too. 12th. Yeah, I McShay saw him drop him. into 12th. Yeah. What, what, how do you think teams, uh, you know, maybe privately, internally, um, are, are trying to deal with all that right now in the news of last week? Well, the Bears met with him Monday last week, so it's two days before everything came out, and we were you know, standing there last Wednesday at his podium when you find out that there's an arrest warrant for him. And to my knowledge, the Bears were as blindsided as anybody that that thing was like going to come out right then and there. I don't think anyone, even his own agent, Drew Rosenhaus, was expecting an arrest warrant to be issued for him while he was in Indianapolis. But the big thing that's going to come out, and like I, you know, the, you know teams have time, on, unlike what happened with Laramie Tunzel a couple of years ago <laughs> when that video surfaces yeah. like 10 minutes before the draft starts. And teams didn't have time to vet, like, what's, you know, what is this? Now, at least the Bears have the benefit of time on their side. And if more information comes out, then I don't think he's a Bear. I really don't. I mean, frankly, at this point, even with something like this, I know people are like, oh, it's two misdemeanors, whatever. Like, the the optics of that, that he changed his story and wasn't exactly forthcoming and truthful the first time to authorities isn't a great look and you can't afford to have your be spending the number one overall pick on somebody that that doesn't check every character box being a good football player is one thing but you have to check those character boxes because you're investing potentially the the future of the franchise in this pick and for ryan poles in his second season if he weren't to trade the number one overall pick and to take a jalen carter at that spot we know he's a great football player but if there are those concerns that's just too risky. What really is going to set this thing apart and tell us whether there is more or whether this was just an isolated thing and maybe, you know, maybe isn't as bad as people think is the NFL has a security report that comes out about three weeks ish. Like the NFL like has all these investigators and teams have their security people. A lot of these guys have former FBI backgrounds with PIs at one point. That's how they gather information on prospects to know whether you're going to invest millions of dollars in somebody and rightfully so. So depending upon what teams find, whether it's the Bears, whether it's other teams, whether it's, you know, the NFL and their own security report that is given to all 32 teams, that'll tell you kind of where things stand on Jalen Carter and how far he may fall in the first round, if at all. Because, again, we just don't know enough right now. But it does seem like where there's smoke, there's fire, and that there could potentially be more coming out about it. Uh, Best guess by next Wednesday, they still have the number one pick, or has it been dealt? I think they're going to have it. I think they're going to have it until the end of March. I really do. I don't think. I, I know it's to me. It's more wishful thinking than anything else that they'll be able to trade it by the start of free agency. I just believe that there's too many moving parts. People and all these teams need to see. 
who's going to have a quarterback need after next week, after the first wave of free agency. And frankly, that's going to drive the price up for Chicago. I don't think they're going to be trying to deal this thing just to get it out of the way. Right. And, you know, I, drive the price up. I mean, the longer you wait, the higher that price goes. So I think they're going to, they should, you know, the smart thing to do would be to slow play this and not just knee jerk at any offer, unless the only caveat I could see here is if you get a player who could be an immediate impact type of guy in the mix for the number one overall pick if they were able to get that from a team by next week. Like Carolina is going to give you Brian Burns or DJ Moore or something. Right? Yes, something but like I, I was, I don't know, I was I was sniffing on that at the Combine, and I just, that doesn't seem super valid. As much as Bears fans would love that, sure. it doesn't sound like there's a lot of, like, um, does, I don't think that thing has tentacles doesn't right sound now, like but Carolina maybe it will. wants to give up uh, either one because they're good players, especially Burns. I mean, I know they got to pay him, but he's phenomenal. No, absolutely, absolutely. All right, Courtney, great stuff. We'll talk to you next week. It's going to be busy. We appreciate it. Thanks, guys. Take care. There's right. Courtney Cronin. Follow her on Twitter at Courtney R. Cronin, all over the Bears for us for ESPN NFL Nation. And she's joined us on the Carax Tire and Auto Hotline. Good I like kid. the way you remember that. Well, thanks to Adam Abdallah. <laughs> I need to get a new set of skins, man. You better go get a new set. Yeah, I need, I need a set. It, Trust it, me. It's Carpeted Yurka. We'll be right back. You're listening to Carmen and Yurko. Listen to us now. Live on the ESPN Chicago app. Chicago's home for sports. ESPN Chicago. Crosshog with Waddle and Sylvie coming up in about an hour and ten. Waddle texted. He said, boy, the good kid's on fire. I said, yes, he is. I've got experience in the NFL. Yes, and, you do. You know, I went and studied what happened in 87. You know, what happened in 87 when Reggie White filed the lawsuit. And Freeman McNeil's name was on that lawsuit. And those guys filed the lawsuit, and then they, they introduced Plan B free agency as like an answer to something. It was an answer to nothing. <laughs> the bottom eight players on your, uh, on your team become free agents, and they're the ones cashing in. No, that's not the way it's supposed to work. So it didn't work. And it was a problem. And then in 93 or, you know, 92, 93, that's when they finally settled it. Yeah. And uh, free agency was there in the NFL. It was after four years. And then the, the players went and screwed that up, too, by adding that fifth year. Oh, did they ever? First round picks. I don't what get what it. are you going to do? You, you, you think there's a reason they don't want to have a fifth year for the rest of the draft? Because they don't care about the rest of the draft. Of course. They not. know the odds are the guys they pick early are the ones that are going to hit, and they want to be able to have a, another year of control. They already had the franchise tag. Soon they're going to sneak they're in. The second it. round's going to get a fifth-year oh, option, I'm too. I'm telling you, know, you. It's crazy. Or a fourth-year option, because usually those are three-year deals. I, uh, is that what those are? Usually those... you get a three-year deal. I thought they were four-year yeah, deals. Yeah, okay. no, usually it's a three-year deal. But some crazy. are four-year deals. It depends what you're willing to agree with. Either way, I mean, I was there for it all when it was happening. What? And when we finally got free agency, and when you fought for free agency, then yeah. you had it. You know, and, and what it meant. And the, the rise going from 33-6, the initial year, it was either 33-6 or 36-3. They had to pay 53 now. players. Wow. 53 players with, 50, you know, with $36, with $36 million. dollars. And think about where it's gone today, 30 years later. Pretty yeah. ridiculous. And it is. It's the 30th anniversary of NFL free agency. It is. It is. What do you uh, think of what Cap had said, the encounter he had with that NFL coach, who will remain nameless? Nameless, nameless yeah. 
you know, that was not nearly as high on Justin Fields as I think most Bears fans would have hoped or like now it's just one F- one NFL coach. I mean, what does it mean at the end of the day? He could be right. He could be wrong. Uh, the beautiful thing for the Bears, like you've always said, is and they're playing it this way. They don't have to make a decision on Justin right now. Right. They've got a season ahead of them. Yes. To gather a bunch of data points before they have to make any real decision you, on Justin and, and Fields. And you can still pick up a fifth-year option if you want to. Correct. That fifth-year option is not going to be at $44 million. That fifth-year fifth year option is going to be at a very good price. Uh, Justin good. Fields is a developing quarterback. The same way Mitch Trubisky was a developing quarterback. Ooh, Yurko, you scared me. It doesn't matter. I know. The same way Daniel Jones is a developing quarterback. Okay? All these guys are developing quarterbacks. They're getting better. Brett Favre, in his third year in the league, was mm-hmm. a developing quarterback, guys. Yeah. Brett Favre threw so many interceptions, we didn't know what the H was going on. He yeah. had to have a sit-down with his head coach. Yeah. Eventually, he figured it all out and won three MVPs in a row. Okay? Mm-hmm. That's the way it happens. It's a developing situation, and when you've got to make a decision on the guy, that's when you put your feet to the fire, okay? And you've got to make a decision, that's when you make your decision. Justin Fields, for the individual who's sitting at the blackjack table, uh, he's not on his team. No. So if it was a player that was on his team and he was referring to him as our quarterback, he would say he's a work in progress. He's developing. Mm. He's here in Chicago. He's developing. He's not where he needs to be yet. Agreed. That is a passer. We know that. Is not, I'm not saying anything that's breathtaking or surprising to anybody. No. He's not there yet, but he's on his way. His journey. He's on his journey. He's not just hopping on the horse. He's on the horse, and he's been through a couple of you know villages, and he's been through a couple of battles. All right? But the journey continues for Justin Fields. Right? And that's the way it is. The individual can write him off because he's not part of the process of the development. So it's easy for him to write him off. We wrote. When do we write Baker Mayfield off? Uh, when they had to make a decision. When they had when to it make time the call to pay him. And we were like, don't pay Baker when Mayfield. We talked, we talked to the guys in Cleveland. What did we say to them? Boy, you guys are in a little bit of a trick bag. you got to make a decision. There's no way in hell you can keep this quarterback yeah, we knew if that. he doesn't improve. We knew that. I, in essence, was saying it to the New York Giants. What do you and what did the New York Giants do? What do you think? Because we we are very reactionary, and it happened yesterday. You always have to step back in the NFL and remember these aren't guaranteed deals. Uh, it certainly is not a four year, one hundred and sixty million dollar contract. If he stinks, it's a two year deal. Right, that's it. And then they can bail. And they can bail. Now they're paying him a lot of money over those next two years, but and I'm just as guilty of it, and I know better. I've been doing this forever. We get very wrapped up when we see the numbers, and we go, "Daniel Jones, four years, 160 million. That's obviously the devil, as you always say, is in, is the, in details. the details. That's yeah. obviously not what it is. They know well enough not to commit four years and 160 million dollars to Daniel Jones. That's insane. Is it a little? It, it's to me, it's still like eesh, I, I don't know, but it's much more palatable. palatable yes. At two for 82. And then they went double down by franchising Saquon Saquon, Barkley. Listen. (laughs) And still, what's that going to cost? Eight, ten million? Is that what it is? No, the franchise tag is about ten, ten, eight, ten, nine, or eleven million dollars. About eleven million dollars. But if they negotiate a long-term deal with them. That's true. No, that's going to cost you a little bit more. Boy, you're paying running backs crazy. It's crazy. He's got talent. And look, and this There's is no like, denying Saquon's got talent. Of course. Josh Jacobs has been franchised. Yeah. Saquon's been franchised. 
If anything, that's good for David Montgomery, isn't it? Not here. Let David go out and get his deal somewhere. Yes. Congratulations. And, and God bless you, and congratulations. And see how healthy Herbert is. I liked it when the Bears drafted you. Thank you for contributing to the team I cheer for. You're a fun player to cheer for. And good and, luck with the rest of your career. Unfortunately, because of the position you play, I have to now say goodbye. Thank you. And That's goodbye. it. Thank yeah. you. And all the best to you, have sir. Have a good one. Yeah. And it's nothing against David Montgomery. Nothing. And I know it sounds like it, it's but trust position. me, it's not. It is the position. It's the position. And that's it. It was our take against Matt Forte or our take on Matt Forte. Matt never liked that. Held it against us for a long time. It's okay. And it is okay. I was fine. I was fine. But Matt came back in years later. Yeah, he did. He came back in studio. Yeah. But for a long time, it was, no, those guys said, I'm not worth it. No, the the position's not worth it. Yeah, the position's not worth it. You were terrific. I loved you. But I'm sorry, I can't pay you a second contract. Pay elite corners. I pay elite pass rushers. I pay a three technique that can be chaotic. That's who I'll pay. Uh, I'm going to pay a, uh, I said stud corner already, right? Corner, I'll, left I'll, tackle. I'll pay a wide pay receiver. I'll pay a wide receiver. In this day and age, you're going to pay an I'll pay an elite receiver. tight end. I won't pay an average tight end. I'll pay Travis I won't Kelsey. Do it. I, I, I'm not going to pay a mediocre tight end. I'm with you. Superstar money. And that, that's the, here's the crazy thing. With the offensive line, you can look at offensive linemen left and right, and you can say, okay, this guy's good. We've got to get paid. But, nah, eh, this guy, not so much. We kind of got a value. It's easy to do at like a lineman position or a defensive line position. Why can't people do it with quarterback position? Hmm. Not everybody is worth $45 million. They I'm don't sorry. Seem to want to. I I'm know. sorry. You're not. Dave's in Lake of the Hills. What's up, Dave? Hey, so you guys are great. Just want to say that, first Thank off. You. Thank you. <clears throat> But I was thinking, you know, I like Justin. I think he's he's a good player. I think he can be a great player. And I think they're going to win a lot of games next year if they Justin stays healthy. Yeah. Now, if Justin doesn't stay healthy, what kind of backup quarterback do we have? I mean, those two guys we had last year were ridiculously bad. Yeah. So are are they thinking of, or has it has anybody been talking about looking at a backup quarterback? Because I was thinking maybe we could do something with Jimmy. From oh, but he's yeah, going to be a starter, though, Jimmy, Dave. Jimmy will go out and get he's some money somewhere. He's probably going to go out and be a starter. He yeah. might be a starter for one of these uh, teams that gets a young quarterback. Yep, that could be. I love Jimmy I'm as thinking. a backup, but that's yeah. probably not going to happen. Normally, your backup, you know, it, it, he's a backup for a reason. And, and if you need him for three or four, you hope you can get by. Anything more than that, I don't care who it is, you're probably sunk. Hey, if I'm him and I don't have a starter's job, I'd sign with the Miami Dolphins. I probably would. So. I'd go straight down to Miami and I'd say, listen, you got a problem here. you got a team that's talented enough. But you got a quarterback that might not be able to stay healthy. What you need is me. Is me. Here's a contract. I'll play for ten. But if your quarterback gets hurt every time I start, you got to pay me five million a game. I like that. Whoa. Way to structure it. Whoa. Dave, thanks for the call. Who does Yurko rank much. last? Maybe. Who does Yurko rank last among the draft eligible quarterbacks? It might surprise you. It'll tell you coming up next.